Okay. Um, so this is a bit more topical, and um, I think I'm going to try to verbalize a bit more uh, slowly because I've, I've been told a couple times I speak a little fast, and so I'm going to try to keep it a little <laughs> slow, although, uh, um, yeah, and sometimes when I've listened to myself, I'm like, wait, what am I saying? Like, I'm going so fast, I don't even know what I'm saying. And so when you hear that, that's not exactly, uh, uh, it, it can be great, but I'm going to try to slow it down. <laughs> but also not so great. <laughs> um, and so I'm just going to share a little bit about what God's been teaching me this week. Um, and it's a little more testimonial, a little more of the word. So it's a bit of a, a couple of things. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is um, our, our past lives. And so I want to talk about first to share a bit of a testimony is um, in my life, there have been things in my life that I felt God was calling me into or things that have lined up in my life um, to go somewhere, to serve somewhere, whatever it looks like, um, and this was in my high school years, and, and I went and I did those things, and there was, there was fruit, but I also felt like there was a lot more challenge than what I anticipated, or a lot more, um, I guess, uh, difficulty than, than I expected in those, in those situations, in those um, times, and so I think when you feel like you're being led by God into something, at least for me, what I was like, God... Don't I have like a, a prep word or something like, Caleb, this will be challenging. Brace yourself. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of as I walked into that. And in some of these things I did hear the voice of God on, and some of those things were just how they lined up. It was just how the season went. It was just, this is what's before you. This is, it wasn't like I supernaturally heard all the time, like, Caleb, you need to go do this. But sometimes it was just like, this is what's ahead. This is what you feel peace about. But yet it's so difficult. And, and I know that's something relatable. We all have things in our lives where we, we walk into them. We're like, God, I, don't, I didn't expect this. Or, or this seems like, it, it almost seems like a mistake. Like, was I really supposed to do this? Was I really supposed to walk into that? Was that really what you wanted me to do? Or was I just kind of like doing it myself? And, and we often doubt that. We, we can doubt, God, is this really what you wanted me to do? And I think hardship is something that we're like, oh, yes, God... Like, our, our, as a Christian, we shouldn't expect good things all the time. Yes, I would agree, but also I would say that when you look at the Bible, those who experienced hard things often had great words or things given to them in that season, and sometimes, and sometimes they didn't, right? You have a mix of both. You have, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that we, we doubt, especially when we're in that season and then out of it and we look back. How do we look at that season? And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. How do we look at things in our past that we didn't think was from God or something that we really struggled with and we went through and we we're like, God, was that you or me? I don't know. How do I look at that season now? Should I learn from that season? Should I not? Should I just let it go? Like, what does that look like? And so I want to I wanna talk about that um, a little bit because, um, first of all, it, it, it really comes down to this fact of our, pers our, um, our perspective. And I use that word perspective in the sense of like, how do we think about things? What's our, like, how do, how do we view things in life? How do we view challenges? How do we view blessings, right? And I think sometimes we can forget to take God's perspective, and I use, the, I use an analogy like a pair of glasses, right? Your glasses can help you see, or they can help you run into things. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, and, and I think our perspective, it, it can help us see clearly or see worse. And I think... Um, my perspective, when I walk into things, especially in my high school years, is very personal, is I believe that it was my job to get things right. 
and I believe that it was my responsibility to do things well in life. And I don't think that's entirely bad. We're, we're trained to, if you do something, do it well. And I think, though, I put so much burden on myself that when something went wrong, I figured I had done something wrong. Because something goes wrong, I, in my perspective, in the way that I viewed the world, in the way that I thought of myself, I thought, well, it has to be my fault. And it's because I thought it was up to me to get things right in my life. And I think sometimes we can all have that, and our perspective can often lead us into fear. And so when we walk out of these seasons in our lives where it was challenging and, and we thought we had the right thing, but we didn't, and, and whatever your perspective is, maybe it's insecurity, mine was insecurity, where I thought, well, if I'm not good at this, what am I? Right? And, and we often have that in our lives. Well, if I'm not doing this well, what, what am I worth? And that can be such a, a difficulty when you walk out of it, and it creates a fear. And so a little story is, my grandfather has a boat um, at a cottage, and when I drive the boat, you have to park the boat into the dock. <laughs> and I, one time I was driving, and it was really wavy, and I just really messed up. Like, I was, I was almost going to hit the shore. Somebody jumped into the water, pushed the boat back out. Like, it was a mess. And from that, I became fearful of parking the boat. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to park this boat again because I messed up that bad. And I almost like could have been a disaster. There could have been damage to the boat, like all these things. And so that kept me from like either when I parked the boat, I would go so slowly that it'd be like, are we actually moving at all? Or <laughs> it would be <laughs> where I would just be like, I don't want to park this. Somebody else drive this into the boat. And I think that sometimes in our lives, when we walk through seasons in our lives, you can the enemy works in, and sometimes it's almost instinctive to have fear where I can't do that anymore because I messed up or I felt like I messed up. So how can I trust anymore? And that's kind of the first things that happen is we, we almost lose our trust of, of God. And like, God, I felt like you were leading me into this, but it didn't work out. How can I trust that I hear you right? Like there's some kind of lost connection there. Um, and so I think there are many things that produce fear. Um, but that is particularly one thing, is when you walk out of that, that there is that fear. And I think um, in that is spiritual warfare. One of the first things that happens is the spiritual warfare, and it's a lot in our minds. Like, did God really say that? And you look at Genesis. You look at the Genesis narrative. What's the first thing that the serpent attacks is doubt. Did God really say? And I think that's often the first thing, is how do I know for sure? And I think it, we often then take, seize control back into our lives when something doesn't go well and be like, well, I need to know for sure. I need to have a solid thing to know that what I'm doing is the right thing, and it can make us lose trust. And I think um, our perspective on, on, on getting things right or identity or, or whatever it is can, can cause us to walk through these seasons and run into a lot of things, um, metaphorically, of course, <laughs> with the glasses uh, analogy. Um, but I think God, and I think God was teaching me this week very, very um, drastically, like, Caleb, what is your perspective? And I think the first thing that God is, you can take your perspective on your situation and say, well, I did something wrong, or this did something wrong, or they did something wrong to me. Yes, there, there is truth in that, but the ultimate perspective we need to have is God's. And I think one of the first things that God wanted me to change my perspective in something was, do you look at it with grace? And I think I was like, well, wait, I thought grace was applicable to, like, to, my, to my sin, right? Like, how do I get grace out of all these different things? And I think um, <laughs> grace is given out of love is the first thing. You, we sang the song Reckless Love, and if you often the first challenge that God gave to me is if I don't believe God loves me, how can I accept grace into my situation? And that's one of the first things that we can struggle with. But I think 
we have to understand, or I had to understand grace more to really understand how could I change my perspective on these seasons? How can I have a new perspective that even when things are challenging and even when I don't walk into the things that I feel like I should walk in or I feel like there's a mistake, how can I see God's grace into that situation? And so the first thing about grace is it's, grace is, is a gift of justification. Like we kind of know the theology of grace. It's um, you, you gain the righteousness of Christ. And we kind of realize that. Um, and so grace is, is God's free gift. And, and we all believe that and we all understand that is God's free gift to us, something that we couldn't attain. But I think sometimes we confuse grace with mercy. And I think mercy was something that God showed a lot. It was when um, mercy is not getting what you do deserve, right? It's that idea is you have a penalty and, and mercy kind of clears that. So you don't have that penalty. But often grace, instead of that, is you get the righteousness. And sometimes we forget about that righteousness aspect, that it's actually the right thing that God sees in us rather than seeing us as doing nothing. And often we can confuse them and say, mercy says, okay, great, my slate is clear. God, let me try again. Let me do it. Let me try again. And grace is something different. Grace is, God, you've cleared my slate and you've written a righteous, a right-doing account instead. And that is so much freedom because then I don't have to bear the guilt of that anymore. And that's grace. And so when you look at your season of life, how do we look at it? Do we see it as, oh, thank goodness that was over. Now, God, let me try to do it right again. And if I fail, then mercy will cover me. Yes, that's true. But grace says, thank you, God, that there's, there's actually a right thing that can come out of this season. That's grace. It gives righteousness freely. And I think sometimes we confuse those two things when we look at our seasons and situations. And I'm not saying this is very general, this isn't, I don't know everybody's story, and so I'm going to try to be general, but you see an example like this, um, to, see the, to see God's redemption, right? And that's grace, is this idea of God taking something that is not good and making it beautiful, right? That's redemption. It's that idea of as a slave, you're bought back. You're in a place that's not good, but then you go into that place. And, and in Philippians, Paul sees that, right? He, he, he writes in Philippians chapter 1, he says, I'm in prison, and the Philippians, the church is probably thinking, well, Paul, you're in prison. This isn't a good thing. You need to be out there. You need to be helping us. You've got to be helping other people. But Paul's saying, I'm in prison, yes, but God is using this so that the whole palace guard knows about the gospel. He sees the grace of God in his situation. He sees how God is, is bringing righteousness out of that. Um, and so I think... Paul challenges the church. He, he explains this concept of grace in, chapter, in Romans chapter 4, um, but I'm going to specifically talk about Romans chapter 5 because he uses an example of Romans chapter 4 with Abraham and how Abraham received God's grace, and that was the faith accounting for righteousness. That was Abraham's belief in God that accounted him for righteousness. But um, if you want to turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, um, which says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have an access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So I want to focus on verse 2 and, and 3 too, because verse 2 is the reason for verse 3 in that. I would, I would say that. So, so he, he's, he's Paul has talked a lot about the grace of God and how it completely changes things. And, and he says, um, through whom also we have an access by faith into this grace. So believing that Jesus 
covers me with righteousness, I receive that gift of grace. It, it takes faith to have grace because in reality it doesn't make sense. You have to believe it because even though you don't see it all the time, it's there, right? Um, and, and we can take a stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And so the glory of God is interesting because the glory of God is the revealing of who God is. You, you see the glory of God come down on the tabernacle and it's, it's powerful, it's, it's, it's incredible. But then you also read Jesus was, is, Jesus is the glory of God. And Jesus was somebody who was merciful, he was kind, he was gracious, and that, that is who God is. So it's this whole uh, capturing, that's the glory of God, who God is and his beauty, his splendor, his majesty, his, his love, that's the, that is who God is. And so we, we rejoice in hope. And hope is, is the way that I, I read it in its original meaning, it's almost like uh, leaping into expectation. So it's not just seeing the expectation afar off and saying, well, that looks great, but it's actually jumping into it and saying, I expect this so much that I'm willing to jump to make that stand into it. Um, and so that's the hope that we have is, is in that, is in the, the glory of God, is seeing God in our situations. And not only that, but we also, uh, verse 3, sorry, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, or some, you, some translations have patience, um, and and patience or perseverance, character, um, character is, uh, can also be translated as approved character, and in character, hope. So um, he's talking about um, that we can glory in tribulations because we see that it's creating in us a hope. And it's kind of taking out the things that we depend on aside from that, that steadfast hope. And... Um, yeah, so we can rejoice in the confidence that we see God, God's fullness interacting in our lives because of grace. And that's the hope you have. You see God's redemption process. You see God's glory, his goodness. You see all that because of grace in our lives. And so in this, God challenged me, you look back on your seasons, but you're looking at them without me involved. You're looking at it without God's grace involved in your situation or in your season, and you're saying, well, thank God that I got out of that but you don't see it as a chance for God's redemption. You almost lose God's redemption in that. And you lose God's almost redemption and his blessing in your present situation because you're like, well, I just got to trudge through it. And yes, you do, but at the same time, there's a beauty in calling out almost what is not there. Jesus did that. Why did he make Judas uh, secretary of their money if all he did was spend it on other people or himself? He was calling out something in Judas. He was trying, well, it, it depends, right? He had him, but he still entrusted him with the money though he knew that he was a thief and taking from the money box. You see that. And you see things like calling out things that are not there. That's the whole concept of faith. You don't see it, but you're, you're calling, you're believing in it, you're grasping it. Um, and so God really challenged me to call the seasons, seasons of blessing, not seasons of thank God I got out of that. <laughs> um, for the good that he's bringing out of them and the good that he worked in them. So not only does God work in your season to build in you, but he's also working it for you to bless other people. And this concept of blessing, I remember, I, I touched back on it in the book of Job. Uh, if you remember, it was a month ago, so I don't blame me if you don't. I don't remember things a month ago either. Um, but this idea of blessing is being in good relationship. At least that's how they understood it, was when you're blessed, when you're blessing somebody and you're being blessed, you're in a good relationship. You love that person, so you bless them, right? And, and it's a sign of good relationship. And so... God calling that season, season of blessing is, hey, I'm in good relationship with you in that season. Even though you didn't see me or didn't feel me, I was there with you. And, and from that, you, you, have, you walk continually into that. Um, and so 
it's, and being blessed is good relationship, but blessing also, when we think of blessing, um, or think of blessing the Lord, it creates an, an, an acknowledgement um, or an awareness of God. And so when you, when you call out the thing, being like, man, I was blessed, you're, you're creating this awareness that God was there, that God was in that season with you. Because often that's the first thing we forget. Because when we're in something that's struggling, we say, the first thing that we forget is God. And we just say, well, how can I get through this? How can I, how can I work my way through this? And, and we almost forget that God can redeem even that and can redeem us even now. And there is that continual process in that. Um, and so for me, seeing those seasons in the past as seasons of blessing is saying, thank you, Lord, for what you were working in me in that and how you worked in that season, and how you were close to me in good relationship in that season, and how your grace covers that season. So I don't have to worry and say, oh, I have to feel guilty um, or, or feel ashamed of that. Because you see, God's righteousness, the right doing, covers that season. And, and it doesn't mean everything's perfect, but it totally changes the way that we can think of things. Because I know when I think of something in the past, it's almost like I hold it up against God. Well, God, you weren't there when that, or how come I had to do that? What does that say about you? And it's often sometimes our experiences, I, I would say in my life, sometimes my experience teaches me more about God than what I hear on a Sunday service, even as, as hard as that is, because you, you experience things, and that almost becomes our reality. And it's, it's something very normal, that what you experience is kind of how you think about things, right? But at the same time with God, it's a totally different story. Um, not that he doesn't use experiences, but at the same time, he sometimes calls us to put truth, his truth, his grace, to look at that into our experiences and kind of recreate how we see them in our minds. Um, and it doesn't mean that, obviously, you, you, can't say it, you can't say it wasn't hard, because obviously it wasn't. I can't say that the things that I went through or what anybody would go through in life isn't difficult. No, the challenge is there. Um, but there's also this, this ability to say, well, God was there too. And his grace was in that season as well. And it continues to be in that season. Um, and so uh, Romans chapter um, 8, 828, we know that verse. For all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, right? We, we know this verse. But in context of this verse, Paul is talking about from suffering to glory is kind of, uh, verse or Romans 8, chapter 18, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So Paul in this is talking about um, the glory that God is going to bring through the redemption of Christ. And he talks about the sufferings of this world and how we are um, in this world, and, but we're not um, in it. We're a part of this world, but not in it. We're in this world, sorry, but not a part of it. And, and he says, but there is going to be a glory revealed in the future. And that's going to be through Christ's return, right? And we know that. But there's also, God's redemption isn't just when Jesus comes back. It's through the every day. God is continually redeeming everything. It's not like we just get darker. Well, I mean, we do get darker, but at the same time, we can't just live our lives thinking, well, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until I, I die or Jesus comes back, right? I think God wants us to, to see how we can bring the kingdom of heaven down among us, Right? And, and look at seeing how things can be redeemed in our lives and look to see how to give them to God and ask for his redemption in our lives rather than saying, well, just wait till Jesus comes back and then everything will be fixed. Which it, it will, but at the same time, I think God is challenging us to go further with that. Um, and so 
Paul, he, he talks about in God's revealing that we wait in, in patience. And so that was the question that I had. Yes, we can look at past seasons and say, thank you, God, for those. God, I see your grace covering. God, allow me to change my perspective and see it. But what do you do if you're walking in it right now? And I think one of the key things that we do is, is wait in patience and expectancy and, and, and have patience in our seasons right now where things aren't working out or, or there's a lot of challenge and a lot of difficulty. I think patience is one of the key things um, that, that, is, that is a part of that. And I think um, in the midst of a season of difficulty, how can we call it a season of blessing? Well, we look at, realistically, I mean, look at the cross. If you're looking at it from without God, how would you look at that story? If you take out all that we know about God's grace and redemption process, how do we look at the cross? Well, that was a failure. He said he was going to come to bring life, but he died. But then you have to see it in a whole other perspective. You, and it, we're so used to plugging God's grace into the cross that we forget that God's redemption wasn't Jesus, yes, but that unlocked us to have redemption. That we can take that as well and say, well, how can God redeem the things in my life? How is God's grace encountering the things in my life? Just as he did at the cross. And obviously the cross was a huge huge thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it and say it's, it's like ours, but at the same time, I think it unlocked a lot of ability for us to see our situations differently, too. Um, and I think patience, yes, to walk in the season of suffering, and I think Hebrews 11. Who knows Hebrews 11? It's, uh, it's a very famous chapter, the heroes of faith. And I think it's interesting when you read about the heroes of faith because you see a lot of them who died but didn't get what they were promised. Like, you, you see uh, Moses. Moses is one of the people that I thought of. He spent his entire life leading Israel, 40 years in the desert with Israel, and he doesn't even enter the Promised Land. And you'll say, well, that sucks for Moses. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even get his reward after all that hard work. He dealt with these people for 40 years. He saw God move, but he didn't even get it. And, and, and I think Hebrews does a, in Hebrews chapter 11 at the end, it talks about um, that God, I'll, I'll read it so I don't misquote it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, chapter 11, verses 39 and, and 40. Uh, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God had provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And I think it can be this fact of God is waiting for everybody to, to come in. Um, and obviously there could be a, a lot more depth, um, but I think God is waiting, yeah, for, for all of us to come together for that, for that season, for that thing to happen, where all, we will all be rewarded in different ways. And I think looking at Hebrews 11, you see how they had faith. They had faith in, in their situation to believe the promises of God, to believe the words of God, and I think that's applicable to our lives as well because we have to believe the, the word, the promises of God. The promises of redemption, the promises of his grace, the promise that he, he is a good God. And to hold that into our seasons and situations. And to have faith, even if we don't see it, even at the end of our lives. You have to trust that. that that's the example set before us in Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 12 talks about, since we are surrounded, verse uh, 1 through 2, very famous passages. Since we're surrounded by these witnesses, these people who have said, we have done it. Through God, we have done it, and you can do it too. You can run well. You can run in that endurance. You can run in that patience and persevering through what you're going through. And, and how do we run in patience? How do we have patience in our situation? Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, 
We see him as the author, the beginner, the creator, and the finisher of our faith. Somebody who, who sees both ends of the puzzle from beginning to end, and he knows everything in our lives, and he knows the impacts that we don't realize that we have on things and situations, and he knows how his grace will work in everything. And so I would, I would challenge all of us to, to consider how we see things in our lives. How do we see situations in our lives? How do we see those seasons in our lives that where it didn't work out? How do we see a season in our life where it's not working out right now? What is our perspective on that? Are we, are we taking and, and burdening ourselves through our, through our different perspectives of I can do it or it's my job, it's my responsibility, God called me into this, but I know I, I need to get something right here? Or are we allowing or to be fully dependent upon God and say, God, I want to do what is right, but I also need your grace in this situation. I want to look forward in expectation to seeing how that will work out. I want to look forward into the next season and say, wow, God was so good there. I didn't see it in my time, but I can look forward into expectation. And that's hope. It's looking forward. And, and I'm not saying that it's something that's a simple snap. <laughs> I would say in my life it's taken me a few years to figure this out, and probably a lot more. There's a long journey, but God is so patient with all of us. And so that's what I would challenge with us today, is how can we be patient, how can we persevere, how can we walk through into the things that we're going through at the moment, but then also look back and declare over those, God, that was so, you're so good in that season. Your grace was so there in that season. I, could, I can see it now. And even if you can't see it now, look forward with expectation. Look forward to God's grace in your life. Look forward to see how that will work. And so that would be my challenge to all of us today. And, and I ask Holy Spirit would just teach all of us, convict us where the areas where we've looked back and said, well, thank God I'm out of that. Yes, but how, how can we see it with God's grace involved too? And so that would be the challenge that I would have for all of us today um, to look forward, look in expectation, look what God's going to do because he will do something. That's who God is. And so I want to pray to close this out. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for, for your redemption, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for your... Yeah, thank you, Father, for your healing. And I just, I feel like the Lord is speaking about that right now, just that healing. And, and I don't know anybody's story in this room, but I want to just pray, Holy Spirit, for that ministry of healing right now, God. That you would just speak to people in, in your soft and gentle voice, Father God. That you would work beyond what we can see, Father God. And I just want to pray, Father, uh, for each one of us, Lord. You know every heart in this room, God. And I just want to thank you, Father, that you're working, Father. In, in all things, God, you're working for good, Lord. And so I just pray, Lord, that we would all hold on to that, God. And I just pray for the rest of our day, Lord, that you just yeah, allow us to lean on you. Um, yeah, God. Thank you so much, Father. Amen.